Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Good morning, good morning, the podcast listeners. So today I have a wonderful story, really, really wonderful story. I've learned so many beautiful things in the last hour, honestly. So just to give you a little bit of context, I've gotten to Israel and I'm staying at my friend's place where I'm going to be house sitting for a month while they go and get married. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so happy for them. They're such a beautiful little couple. And um, yeah, so they were leaving this morning for their flight very early. They were up at like, I think five or something like that. So I was up with them, to, you know, um, give them a, a goodbye hug and blah, blah, blah. And so now it's like six in the morning. The sun is just coming up and I'm like, wow, and I'm just laying there on the couch like, okay, well, now I'm awake. I guess I won't go back to sleep. You know what I mean? And then, of course, what happens? I go towards my phone. Yeah. Lesson number one, it would have been really probably beneficial for me to not get on my phone. But at the same time, it's like, slowly, slowly, shwaya, shwaya. Shanti, shanti, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not perfect and that's okay. I have a relationship with my phone right now that I can honestly say is probably not the healthiest. I went towards my phone this morning. Would have been much more beneficial for me to be like, oh, I'm up so early. Let me do like five hours of yoga, but I didn't. I went for my phone. And the reason why I went for my phone is because I was like, oh my God, I want to look at like plane tickets because I'm super excited about like, you know, like this thing. And they, I don't know, they just left and it just like triggered me to be like, oh, I want to look at plane tickets. And then of course I still didn't buy a plane ticket because I'm like, oh, there's too many factors. I'm not sure from where to buy it from. And then I'm like, oh, that's kind of like my plane ticket process. So um, I felt I felt there was a very uh, valid excuse in that moment when I took my phone to be like, oh, but I'm going to look at plane tickets. And of course, what happens when you're on your phone, you start looking for plane tickets. I'm not going to only open up Safari. No, I'm going to go on the other apps, on WhatsApp and on Messenger and blah, blah, blah. And then before you know it, I'm on Facebook. Oh my God, what am I doing, right? No, but for reals. I'm there, um, you know, again, like this, the power of the phone on the mind before even knowing it, I'm there on Facebook and then I see a comment of someone that I used to uh, be very close to and a kind of like ex-best friend kind of thing. You know, we had a fight, we don't really talk anymore, we blocked each other, blah, 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 you know, the big drama. And um, actually, funny story. Three years ago, I was stopped by the police in India for not wearing a mask. And then uh, one thing led to another, and I have a viral video all over the internet of me screaming at the police saying, Corona doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then, um, 
And then the story on the um, viral videos goes that I was then haggling the motor, uh, the motor taxi to, uh, to get a cheaper price after I abused the police because they wanted me to wear a mask. And so this video, one of these videos, someone had commented on it three years ago when I went viral. Um, Natasha, is this you? And I never saw the comment. I saw it, didn't answer to it. I don't know. It was three years ago. And then today, this morning, this girl commented, yes, it is her. And so I saw that this morning. And I was, first of all, very surprised to see this person's name in my, like, comment notifications. I was like, What? And then to see that it was this video and in this context, I was like, oh, at the beginning, to be honest, my heart like skipped a beat. Like I really like, I had like a, a reaction, like my nervous system, my body reacted in like such a way that it was like, it was like my heart sank. I think that would literally be like the word, like my heart sank for a minute when First of all, my it was really weird to see her name pop up. It was like, what? And then to see on what video it was and everything, it was like, oh. And then I watched the video again. And it was so funny. It was just so funny for me. And then I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's, I'm like, this is, this is I'm like, this maybe this will be my whole life. Maybe this is like, this is just what it is. It's just like viral videos. That's what happens. And it's happened to me for another viral video. Um, and, and when I was in Egypt, people were like, oh, hey, I recognize you from that video. Um, but that video was very different than, um, than this one. That video was like a comedy video that I made that went viral. This one is like a video of me that went viral, not my video that went viral, video of me. <laughs> and the beautiful, beautiful lessons that I've again learned this morning is, first of all, don't go on your motherfucking phone in the morning. Take a chill, do your meditation, do your yoga, do some journaling, and then hit the not real, real world of society. Um, and the second very, very big lesson that I learned was that it's it, it, it's really not, it's, it's not a reliable source. Media is not a reliable source. Like the story that actually happen and the story that they're showing is so different than I went through the comments of course how can I not stop myself from going through the comments and then I start seeing people's reactions to to to, to me basically um and it was just like it was so funny people were like oh she's a Karen and how can she say corona doesn't exist and oh like you know like just like a whole bunch of like things like random shit like it was just like some people making comments about how I have dreadlocks some people being like oh she's white and entitled and like it was just it was just so it was just so interesting to see how different people reacted to that scenario now first of all I don't really take it very personally because whatever information is being shown there is not is not the real information you know what I mean uh, the real story is that when I walked there in Rishikesh every single day, I used to walk there. This was like when Corona had like relaxed down, when lockdown had like relaxed. It was probably like September. Um, yeah, it was probably like in August, September, probably around like this time of year, actually, exactly like three years ago. And, um, and... I've been in, in, in India for, you know, all lockdown and 
I would walk there every single day and we would never wear masks. We would never wear masks in Rishikesh. No one ever really wore masks in Rishikesh because no one ever really cared. And it wasn't really like you needed to wear a mask because it was just like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like no one was really taking it like that seriously. Well, maybe this is a generalization from my mind. The exact area where I was living that was full of tourists and yoga shops, uh, you know, yoga shops, like yoga schools, and like that particular area of Rishikesh, it was called Ramjula, Lakshmanjula. It's just like such a chill part of like the world of like India, like Rishikesh, where it's just, it's got its own little subculture. And it's just like this little like, I would say like a little hippie town in a way. And because um, it really like that part of the city, that part of the, of the town developed um, through people coming and, you know, through Westerners and tourists coming there and, you know, doing yoga and all these yoga schools open up and like blah, blah, blah. So it's a very chill part. And like, when I say everyone, I mean the community of foreigners and Indians that live in that kind of like yoga hippie community. That's what I mean when I say everyone. So people in that area, people in my neighborhood, let's put it that, let's say that way, people in this neighborhood um, weren't really concerned with Corona. It wasn't like a big topic. It was like, I mean, it was at one point and then it like wasn't like at that point it wasn't. But then you have Indian police. Now, I don't know if you guys listening to this know anything about Indian police, but if there are corrupt mofos on the planet, it is Indian police. And you know what? I'm not even going to target India. It's literally like almost every police that is not from like first world countries where police officers are like very strictly um, like uh, punished for being corrupt. Like, okay, all of the countries that have super corrupt governments have super corrupt police. And honestly, for me, it's, I don't mind it that much normally because being a Canadian where like, if, if a, you can't bribe a police officer for anything, going to a country where you can bribe a police officer is actually pretty cool, honestly. I'm like, everything is corrupt. Like, it's like, it's not like Canada isn't corrupt, right? Canada is fucking corrupt. Every country is corrupt. The governments are corrupt. It's just like, it's a fact. Right now, I don't know if there's any country right now, if anyone can, if you can tell, if you can send me a message and be like, hey, like, I know that this is like, like this country, like X country, I can guarantee you that there's not any corruption. I will go and I will live there and I will like pay my taxes every single day. I will pay triple taxes of what normally you have to pay. That's how, that's how, that is how convinced I am that there's no one. So, um, all of these countries that have corrupt police officers, um, a lot of what happens is that the police officers want to stop you for things and then they want to make the money and then they, what do they do? They put the money in their pocket. Now, these police officers, are they bad people? Of course not. Of course they're not bad people. This is just how the system has been kind of working. Oh, I got a notification. <laughs> this is how the system has been uh, working. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's these police officers, they're police officers and, you know, like they're paid minimum wage. They get a training for like three to four weeks, maybe like a month, two months. I think Mexico was like three months or something like that. And then they're given all this responsibility. You know what I mean? And in reality, it's like they're not, and I'm not saying that this is like for, because there's obviously in like a lot of like different law enforcement, um, like different countries, they'll have different grades and that. And these people in like general that are going to give you like traffic tickets, like they're not like, 
CIA, FBI, super agent, you know, like federal police security, right? They're like, they're people on the street giving you traffic tickets. You know what I mean? Like they're probably like the most corrupt people of the whole system. So every single day I would walk to that exact spot where that video was taken. And every single day I would walk there without a mask. And every single day they would say, ma'am, mask, mask. And I would say, no, gee, I don't want to wear my mask today. And they don't speak English very well. And so because of this whole thing and they wouldn't really stop me, they wouldn't make a fuss. I would be walking through when I was by myself holding bags of groceries, like a fruit or something like that. And then I would smile at them and I would say like, but I don't like to wear the mask. And then they would say, okay. And I would walk by every single day. Now, why that would happen? First of all, I'm a foreigner by myself. I don't speak their language. It's gonna be really, like, and, and, and it's just like, I don't know, maybe they think that I'm like a pretty white girl and they just like let me slide. Like, I don't know exactly why every single day when I walk there, they wouldn't like make a fuss out of it. Probably like, let's just put it in like, I'm a foreigner, right? And then this one day I'm on a scooter with my friend that is Indian. And in India, there's a lot of classism. There's a lot of like, I don't even want to say like racism. I think it's like classism. Colorism is a big thing as well. So it's like my friend is a little bit, I guess you could say like obviously not of the higher class in India. Just because of like, you know, in India, you can kind of like see these things like the shape of people's faces and the color of their skin and like how they just like, like look and their vibe and all of that stuff. So I'm on the scooter with him and I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm already, my nervous system is already like off the his a triggered because I've got uh, a call that I'm going to in my uh, remote, it was a remote sales job at that point. Um, and I had like 10 minutes not even to get to the call. And we were about 10 minutes away and I was like, okay. I was like, we can get, we can make it, we can make it. You know, so I'm already feeling stressed because of this fucking traffic in India. Oh my God, we were stuck in this traffic for like ever. So like India is happening, okay. India is happening. I'm already like super triggered because I'm like trying to get there on time and I've just like been in the market. So I'm already like, my, my system is already like sensory overload with like everything that just happened in that market. So now I'm on the back of the scooter. Finally, we're coming into like what I quote unquote earlier said, my neighborhood, crossing that bridge, the Ramjula Bridge, which if anyone has ever been on the Ramjula Bridge, it's such a stressful experience just in itself to cross that bridge. Oh my God, there's cows, people, scooters. It's just, it's crazy. So my nervous system is already like, holy shit, India is happening. Plus I'm like, India is happening while me being a digital nomad. Plus India is happening, I'm being a digital nomad and I'm being my typical overly optimistic type seven self, not programming my time properly, so I'm late. So I'm a late, <laughs> I'm a late <laughs> overstimulated, <laughs> stressed out person right now, right? So, we're at that exact same spot and now the police stop us and they and they stop us. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, no, 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 you don't have your mask. And I'm like, gee, I never have my mask here. You know, you see me every day. And they said, no, 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 no. Now you have to pay fine. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm in a really big rush. Please, can I just like, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll come back later, you know? And he's like, no, 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 you have to pay the fine. You have to pay the fine. 
And then I was like, oh my God, like what the fuck? You know, and I hate paying these fines for masks out of principle when, first of all, the mask is the stupidest thing that I've ever seen on the planet. Corona exists or it doesn't exist. This mask is like, get people to fucking eat vegetables, not to put on a mask. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what are we doing over here? You know, like society, it was just like this whole thing triggered me so much. And then after that, I'm like, you never stop me. And then they were like, well, yeah, now, you know, like, and then my friend, obviously, that's Indian, I was just like, just go. I was like, just drive away. Like, they're not going to chase us or anything. Like, I, he's like, I can't. Like, you know, like, he's like, I'm Indian. And I'm like, and then I catch it. And I'm like, ugh. I was like, that's why. I was like, now. And then, and then he's like, okay, you have to pay the five and 500 rupees. And I'm like, 500 rupees? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? This fine, I know the fine is 100 rupees. Like, I know it's not 500 rupees. And then I was just like, do you know what? I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna like freaking like walk back. So I literally just like got off the scooter and just like was like started walking because it's like my fight or flight. I was literally just like, I need to like leave this situation right now. So as I'm walking away of the situation because I'm like, this is just like too much for me right now. Like I just like literally like nervous system is just like not coping. They, um, I start hearing screaming and yelling and there's about five or six police officers that start yelling at me. Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I turned around and I see these like five or six like police officers with their bamboo sticks and everything like that. And I don't know if you know, but there's like so many things like they'll give you bamboo massage and nah, nah, nah. And then it was just like, honestly, I was like, I... I no longer have any control. At this point, it's not even a conscious, logical decision anymore. It's literally your nervous system reacts the way your nervous system wants to react. And so I look at these these police officers, and I already have, like, just, like, opening up parentheses here, I have a huge trauma with police officers as well. Huge trauma. They literally, like, people in a uniform, police officers, when I was, like, eight years old, physically removed me from my mother's arms when they came and like ripped our house apart looking for drugs. So I've got like my whole system at this point is just like PTSD overstimulated, <laughs> stressed cause I'm late, you know? Like it's just like, you want a stack? It's just, it's a stack. I don't know if you guys are, are, are marketing and salespeople, but it's funny because, you know, we've got what we call in the pitch, the offer stack, where you just stack on a whole bunch of stuff and you make it an irresistible no-brainer. Well, that's what it was for my nervous system to kick itself in to motherfucking flight. So they're yelling at me and I turn around and I see this and I looked at them and I said, you're yelling at me? So you're yelling at me? Oh no, you don't. <laughs> I stormed back to them and I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm like, seriously. I'm like, you're making this huge scene. No, any single day do you make a scene about the mask ever. Now because he's Indian, you're making a big scene like that? I was like, you guys are racist. You guys are racist, classist people and you're corrupt and you're trying to charge me too much and I'm not gonna let you do it. I'm like, I'm gonna pay 200 for this fine because I know that the fine is 200. And I said, do you know what? You never stop me because I'm a foreigner. He's Indian. You're only stopping me because he's Indian. Fuck you. I'm going to pay the 100 rupee fine, which is the price for Indians, not the price for foreigners. And then that's when they start filming. And then this guy goes, you have to pay the fine. You didn't wear the mask. I was like, fine, I'll pay the fine, but I'm not paying you 500. 
This is, and then at that point, they, they keep on going on. Oh, Corona. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Corona. Corona doesn't even fucking exist. You know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, go back to your country. And I'm like, what are you even fucking saying? You know? So at this point, it's like, it's a big fight, right? It's like, a, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's literally a fight. You know, it's, it's a, if, it, if we were dogs, we were barking at each other. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. Like, as like the human animal that we are, that's what it was. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was just such a ridiculous situation. And then I ended up paying them the, the hundred rupee fine. Cause I told them, I said, I'm only paying you a hundred rupees. And I said, you have to write it down on this piece of paper right now. Cause you're not putting that hundred in your pocket. You're giving me an official ticket. So they give me the official ticket. And then we went, we left, you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, I was just like so annoyed and just like, so like, oh, whatever. Little did I know the next day it was going to be on freaking breaking national news and of course that one moment where I lost my shit where I was like okay you're yelling at me I'm coming back and this has gone on for long enough like I am done with this you're not charging me 500 you're giving me a motherfucking ticket you're stopping to scream your bullshit at me about COVID I don't give two fucks about COVID right now it's like you know this was literally like, this is what it was. It was like, I came in after that. Like, it was like, I've got two minutes to arrange this situation and I need to get to work. <laughs> and it worked. You know what I mean? It did. I came in there and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. And I look like a crazy motherfucker. I swear. <laughs> it's so funny. When I watch this video, I'm like, oh my God. And it was just, yeah, it was just like, it was obviously not a moment of pride for me. I felt really, really, really like guilty about this, like and shameful for like a couple of days, especially some reactions of people like even in my, you know, community. Oh, well, you know, like choose your battles and and it's like, do you understand that I wasn't able to make a logical decision at that moment? And this is where, you know, the nervous system, it's so important to understand the nervous system. And I'm not saying that, you know, I want to justify myself or everyone else's, you know, but it's like, you know, those people that when they get really angry and then they just like lash out, you know what I mean? Like they, like they, they'll say anything, they'll say like really mean things and it's not like, quote unquote, it's not their fault. Honestly, it's not because that's what happens when the nervous system gets into the fight or flight, your logical brain shuts down. You are not you anymore. You're not the person that you are. You are a mix of, of coping and defense mechanisms meant for survival against tigers in the savannah. Literally, that's what it is. So anyway, so it was really interesting. And now what did I learn with this this morning? I learned that right now in this moment where I am, I am an incredibly, incredibly resilient person. Because I saw this comment, my heart sank, I watched the video, and then boom. Within like a couple minutes, I was able to re-regulate my system. I was able to not identify with what was happening there on social media. I was able to not take it personal. I was able to not, like my first reaction was it, like I had this peak of anger at this, you know, ex-friend of mine. Why would you like, why would you date? Why would you confirm that it's me? Right? Like you're doing that just to be mean. Right? And then it's like this wave of compassion, just, just like this wave of compassion. Of course, she's probably still angry. 
She doesn't know how to heal. She doesn't have the tools. She's not focused on those things. That's not her priority. That's not her values. That's actually why we ended up, you know, not being able to nurture that friendship because, you know, her, 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 her mindset is at a very different space. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's, it's normal for her to hold a grudge for three years, four years. I think even it's been like probably five years. You know what I mean? It's normal for her to hold this grudge for her. This is, this is, if she's got the opportunity to get back at me, she will. You know what I mean? That's 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 okay. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, if she really, this just this just tells me that she really hasn't healed from it, and that just tells me that it was really important our friendship, and that tells me that I'm still important for her, and in within the duality of this, because now we're angry and we're fighting at each other that importance translates into her purposely going out of her way to be mean to me, which in a way is almost like a compliment. And so what I learned right now, and this is the whole point of the episode, and I'm getting into it and we're like, what, we're like 24 minutes in. Holy shit, guys, I'm getting, oh my God, I'm babbling more and more. Oh, I used to keep these to 20 minutes. I'm at 24. I haven't even got to the point. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. The point is, I understand duality. I'm able to see duality. And that is such a beautiful and relieving. It's such a healing thing. It is, it is literally, it is the most, it is the most liberating thing in my life to be aware and to be conscious of duality because it allowed me in this moment to bounce back, to be resilient instantly instant resilience is do like understanding and embracing duality, realizing duality. I want to put it that way because we can all sit there and be like, well, I understand duality. There's black, there's white. You know what I mean? There's no white without the black. There's no light without the darkness. And it's like, we hear these things and we see these quotes, nah, nah. but until you realize duality, you're still going to be in suffering. There's still going to be a lot of of, of, of resistance to life. And then this is the lesson that I've learned here today is that, is that I, I've gotten the proof this morning, how I'm not going to say I've realized duality hundred percent. Cause I think if I did, I'd probably be like enlightened, but I've started to realize duality. And it's so beautiful because if it wasn't for the fact, again, like I just said with this situation here, it wasn't for the fact that I was so important for her. She wouldn't go out of her way to, 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 to be so mean. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was so important for her back in the day when we were really, really, really good friends, I would have never gotten that experience that I got with and from her. And it was so beautiful. It shaped who I am today in such a strong way. And I hope, I really just hope that I could have such a positive influence on her. Maybe I didn't, you know what I mean? And maybe this is, this is maybe quote unquote, our karma. Maybe it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe one day I'm going to have the opportunity to be able to give back to her if ever she's open to it when I do have the, the resources to be able to, to give back, right? Knowing her and her personality, um, that's going to mean like, you know, different things than what I could offer right now. If I wanted to, you know, go and make peace anyway. So it's like being able to be in this duality is, it, it, it's so relieving this duality. And it's like, with like the police officers and all of this, like if it wasn't, like I look at myself as, and I honestly like, the first time I saw this video, I was like, oh my God, I am a crazy 
woman. I am a crazy, uneducated, like, I'm just like my family. Like, I'm like, I've got like no self-control, no, 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 no. Like, I used to see my cousin lose her fucking shit like this in a Tim Hortons coffee shop because someone, instead of like the person that's making the coffee, instead of making two sugars, one milk, they'd put two milk, one sugar, and it wouldn't taste exactly like, like the way she wanted it to taste. And she used to lose her shit like this. Right. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm just like the people in my family. And like, and now I'm able to look at this situation and I'm able to look at it and I'm able to go, wow, I'm so powerful. I've got so much energy in me. I've got so much energy. I'm so powerful. Wait until the day that I learn to channel this. One day I'm going to know how to channel this. I can't wait to be 50 because I know I'm working on myself every single day. I'm putting effort into myself every single day and I've got my coaches and I've got my, my, my healers and I've got my shamans and I've got my yoga teachers and I've got my meditation teachers and I got my Buddhist retreats and I got everything and there are, and I'm lining them up and I'm not about to stop lining them up and I've got more personal development, more spiritual development coming all the time, more healing of my nervous system. My relationship with myself and my body is just improving every single day. I know that one day I will be able to channel this energy and I will be able to do great things with it because I can see the duality. I can see that if I can be such a fucking batshit crazy woman, that means that I can be such a magnificent, bombastic, powerful woman once I learn to channel it properly. And I can be compassionate and I can have grace for myself knowing that in that moment, I didn't know how to channel it. And that's okay. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. And it wasn't a conscious mistake. Everybody has a nervous system. I give myself the grace knowing knowing how PTSD I was in that situation with police officers, I can give myself a break. And I can understand and I can see the situation from all the points of view. And I see those people leaving mean comments on Facebook and I don't feel like I want to hurt them and I don't feel like they're idiots. And Well, I do feel like they're idiots, but I don't feel like I want to judge them for being an idiot. It's more like you're a fact, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like you actually believe what media puts out, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's just the average person. You know what I mean? I'm also an idiot sometimes. I mean, it's just like, I don't even say they are, I am. It's more like living in an idiot paradigm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I can still like, I'm not, even if I can look at these people and say like, they're so mean and ignorant and uneducated and, you know, just like so quick to judge. I don't even judge them back. Because they're so quick to judge because, like I said, they're living in this paradigm. This is how they've been conditioned. This is their PTSD. When they see someone that's, you know, doing something wrong, the first thing that they want to do is, you know, like when you're a kid and you see someone doing something wrong, you want to point your finger at them and say, look what they're doing wrong. Because then that way you're not looking at what you're doing wrong. And that's relieving. Because most of the time until you come into this healing journey, your brain is prompted for you to always look at what you're doing wrong. What a, what, a, what a really heavy way to live. I know I've been living there for many, many years before I got into 
but before India. And it, and it saddens me in a way because, you know, this happened in India, but it's just part of, it was a really big healing experience for me when that happened. That's one of the reasons why India is so healing. And now it's still healing three years later. Look, the situation is still helping me heal. What a beautiful lesson to know that I can heal from the same situation over and over and over again. And India is just, India happens and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for India. And I know I'm not that person. These people in the comments, oh, she's a horrible person, na na na. Anybody that knows me will tell you the opposite. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> that friend of mine, she would tell you the opposite. Actually, there's quite a few people that would tell you the opposite. They were, and when I say quite a few people, I mean like a couple. And they would all be people that I had really close relationships with and then it didn't work out. So, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-best friend. There's probably a few people like that that would probably say like, yeah, she's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I would say that there's probably like, mm, probably like less than five people, maybe less than 10. I don't know. It's not like I need to calculate it or anything like that. But there, yeah, there are a few people that would say that I'm, I'm probably a horrible person. But uh, if they'd say that, it's just a projection of themselves anyway, right? Most people that are going to meet me, and I know this because I do it on purpose, they would say that I'm very generous and integrous and, 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 and that's what I strive to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not... People would say I'm very kind as well, even. You know what I mean? It's not... It's not one moment that defines who we are. And to be able to have that resilience, to be able to see the duality and to not identify with that. And you know what? These people that think that I'm kind and that think that I'm nice and integrous, that also does not define who I am. Do you know what defines who I am? The fact that I exist. And what does that mean that I am? That means that I am. That's it. Nothing more to it. Nothing more, nothing less. I am. I am that crazy, batshit, horrible person that screamed to the police. I am that beautifully generous, kind person that donated money here or that gave my time there or that helped this person. I am that horrible person that had a fight with, with this person and said something mean. I am the amazing, wonderful person that, that, that went out and made someone smile. I am duality because I exist. I am. And I say these words here on the podcast, I mean, to be honest, probably to reinforce my own belief of it. It feels good and I love to share these things. And my, my, my hope in sharing these things, my intention is that this gives you permission for you to give yourself grace. I hope that this story gives you permission to look at one of your most shameful, embarrassing moments when you went viral on the internet screaming at the police. <laughs> and that, you know, half the planet is like 285,000 views of people seeing you in your worst moment. I hope that if that happens, 
that you can give yourself the grace, that you can be in the duality and that you can love every moment of it and that you can have the resilience and that you can give yourself the, the, the permission to not identify with it and to see it as what it is, just existence. And I hope that this gives you permission to, to heal. And I hope this gives you permission to not give two flying fucks about what anyone ever thinks about you. Because it does not matter. And I hope that this gives you permission to love yourself. And I hope that this gives you permission to love the people that hurt you. And I hope this gives you permission to look at someone that was purposely mean, that has a grudge against you, and to be able to love them. I hope that this inspires you to, to, to come out of the paradigm, to come out of the idiot paradigm. I hope that this inspires you to look at everything that you see on media everything that you see and everything that you're judging and to give it a second and a third and a fifth and a sixth thought. I hope this gives you permission to live your life freely at ease with happiness, not caught up in all of this low level shit. I hope that this gives you permission to unconditionally love and that's why I share it. So I hope that this has been valuable. I hope that it has been funny. hope it's been a nice story because 37 minutes later, if it hasn't been, well, that's a, that's a freaking waste of time. <laughs> all right, sending you so much love and I am so grateful this morning for all these beautiful lessons. Next time though, I'm gonna do some yoga. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.